Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Black Feather. The Green Hornet strikes again. Today, the United States operates more merchant vessels than the rest of the world combined. The United States has the ships, but does not have the qualified men to sail them. Men are needed to man these vessels. For the armed forces, the fighting is over, but for the merchant marine, a gigantic task is ahead. The United States Maritime Service will adequately train men between the ages of 17 and 50 for a career at sea. Do your part by signing up now. For full information, contact your nearest United States Maritime Service Enrolling Office or United States Employment Service Office. And now, the Green Hornet. Miss Case. Dr. Lindhart is here to see you, Mr. Reed. Very well, Miss Case. Uh, show Dr. Lindhart in. Yes, sir. Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, set aside the work on his desk before him and looked up expectantly as a moment later his secretary, Lenore Case, opened his office door to admit Dr. Lindhart. Go right in. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm glad you dropped in, Dr. Lindhart. Uh, I've got the final chapter of the series I've been writing for your paper, Mr. Reed. Fine. Do sit down. Oh, thank you. We've been very much pleased with the series of articles you've written. They've caused quite a bit of comment. I'm glad, truly glad. At last, I'm able to write without fear and to enlighten the American people as to the two economic conditions existing under the Nazis in my former country. Here is the copy. Good. You, uh, you lived in America before, didn't you, Dr. Linhart? Yes, before the war. I was naturalized, and then I went back to visit. And was forced to stay. I spoke too freely and was sent to a prison camp and stayed there until the Americans came. Then I came back. 
I guess you have a lot to forget. There is much I shall never forget, Mr. Reed. And I intend to write so that others won't forget. The Nazis must never have another chance. I'm sure they won't, Doctor. Oh, uh, by the way, would you have any idea what this might mean, Mr. Reed? Small black feather? <laughs> no, I'm afraid that has no meaning to me at all. What does it mean? That I do not know. I received this through the mail. It was in an envelope with my name printed on it. There was nothing else in it but that little feather. That's strange. But I see no purpose in its being sent to you if you don't know what it means. <laughs> Perhaps a joke of some kind. I thought you might know if such a black feather had any significance. But since you don't, it's of no consequence. Well, I'll go along now. I hope you approve of the copy. I'm sure we will, Dr. Linhart. Thank you for bringing it in. We'll get it in the morning edition. Seeing my name in print still makes me feel quite proud. <laughs> Goodbye, sir, and thank you. Goodbye, doctor. Drop in any time and see me. Uh, thank you again. That evening, Dr. Linhart sat at his desk in the living room of his small flat. As he handled the rough manuscript of a book he was preparing, his eyes wandered now and then to the small black feather which he had placed to one side of the desk. And each time, a puzzled expression came over his face. Well? You're Linhart? Of course. I'm Dr. Linhart. What can I... You received a black feather. Black feather? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I've been wondering what reason anyone... So had you're curious, huh? Well, yes, of course. Invite me in and I'll tell you what it means. Well, I... All right. Come in. The black feather's right here on my desk. I couldn't the imagine why... The black feather, Dr. Linhart, has just one meaning. Death. Death? I... That gun. A small you... black feather from the wing of death, Dr. Linhart. Or you. No. No, you can't do this. I call the... Mike Axford, reporter on the Daily Sentinel, was talking to Britt Reed in his office at the Sentinel building. Sure, and I can't see why anyone would want to kill a nice old guy like that, Reed. I met him a couple of times as he brought in his copy. Any clues at all, Axford? Nary one, Reed. Sergeant Burke says the cops have combed the place with no results. I see. Dr. Linhart was in here talking to me yesterday afternoon. He didn't seem to have a care in the world. Yeah, it's a shame, all right. Somebody just went there and shot him down without warning, seems like. He was a nice... Without warning. I wonder. You wonder what, Reed? Axford, did Sergeant Burke say anything about finding a small black feather at Dr. Linhart's? A small black feather? Now, what on earth could a feather have to do with him? when Dr. Linhart was here yesterday, he mentioned the fact that he had received a small black feather by mail. He showed it to me. He had no idea what it meant. But after what's happened, it could be a warning of some kind. Reed, come to think of it, 
When I was up to Linhart's place with Sarge last night, I remember seeing a little black feather lying on his desk. But nobody thought much about that. Well, you might tell Sergeant Burke about it, Axford. It may have some connection due to the mysterious way in which it was sent to Linhart. Yeah, okay, Reed. I'll tell Sarge. Uh, say, Reed. Yes? How about me writing a special article about that black feather and giving it to Gunnigan? It would put a little mystery into the story of the murder, sort of. Go ahead, Axford. It may be a good idea to let people know about the black feather, in case any more should show up. Sure. Then if anyone gets one of them feathers, they can call the cops for protection. Yes. Let's hope we can find out what's behind that black feather business before any more harm is done. It may have a much greater significance than any of us think. Late that afternoon, Axford entered Britt Reed's outer office where Miss Case was busy at her desk. Hey, Casey! Well, well, the great feature writer in person. <laughs> oh, laugh away. But if I do say so myself, here's a good article I wrote about their black feather Dr. Linhart got. Oh, I'd say the rewrite desk did a good job with the copy you handed in, Axford. Huh, is that so now? Didn't I get a byline on it, didn't I? By Michael Axford, it says. Oh, don't pop the buttons on your coat throwing your chest out. Ah, go along with you. <laughs> a lot of credit a guy gets around this dump today. For two... Uh, uh, uh. Hello? I'd like to speak to Mr. Axford, please. Oh, yes, just a minute. A call for you, Axford. Oh, I'll give it to you, quick. Hello? This is Mr. Axford speaking. Hello, Mr. Axford. My name is Lubeck. So what? I just read your article about the black feather in connection with that murder case. You did? Do you know anything about I the black feather? I don't know anything about the murder. I, I do know what's behind the black feather. Say no. Wait till I get me pencil. No, I no, jot it down. I can't tell you over the phone. If you'll come to my place, 303 in the Hillroy Apartments, I'll tell you what I know. Of course, you can't use my name. Sure, sure, I know. 303 Hillroy Apartments, eh? That's right. I'd be there in a jiffy. Thanks for calling. I'll be waiting. Goodbye. What is it, Axford? You'll find out in time, Casey. I'm on my way to get a scoop. See you later. There are a few more letters to be signed, Mr. Reed. Thanks, Miss Case. Lay them on the desk. Oh, uh, have you seen anything of Axford? Well, he was in a while ago. He received a phone call in my office, and then he went tearing out, saying he was on the way to get a scoop. That was about five o'clock, I think. Hmm. It's now almost six. I wonder where he went. Do you know? No, I don't. I... Yes, he, he did mention the Hillroy Apartments in his conversation on the phone. You don't know what the call was about? No, but he seemed excited. Well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't take much to excite Axford. I wanted to see him before. I'll I... take it, Mr. Reed. Hello? Casey, let me speak to Reed. Hurry it up. Hey, wait a minute. It's Axford, and he's still excited. Maybe he got that scoop. Hello, Axford, what's up? Reed, I got news that'll make you sit up and take notice, that it will. All right, I'm sitting up. Give it to me. Well, a while ago, I got a phone call from a guy named Lubeck at the Hillroy Apartments, saying for me to come out here, and he'd tell me about what's behind that feather business. What did he tell you? Well, you see, Reed, I came on out here, and when I knocked on his door, nobody answered. Oh, then you didn't learn anything, eh? Wait till I finish, will you? Well, go ahead. After knocking a while, I tried the door easy-like. It was unlocked, so I took a look inside. And read, what do you think I found? Well, what did you find? The guy I came to see was 
lying on the floor, murdered. Murdered? Yep. And what's more, Reed, in his hand was stuck a small black feather. And I'm going to cops headquarters now with Sarge. See you later. So long. Goodbye, Axford. Great Scott. Well, what is it, Mr. Reed? Murder, Miss Case. And a small black feather. The next morning, Axford was in Reed's office discussing the second murder case. Reed, you could have knocked me over with the feather when I... Holy crow, what am I saying? What I mean is, I was flabbergasted when I found that guy Lubeck dead after him calling me and all. Did you give all the details to the police? Sure. And believe you me, Reed, Sarge ain't turning up his nose anymore at that black feather stuff either. Axford, tell me, what have you found out about the man you were trying to interview? Uh, Lubeck, you mean? Yes. Who was he? What did he do? Oh, he was okay, Reed. He was in Europe with the army. He did some kind of propaganda work for him, so Sarge says. He got out not long ago. Hmm. I suppose he was a naturalized American. Yeah, that's right. How'd you know, Reed? Well, just a guess, actually. Uh, some maniac must be sending out them black feathers to my way of thinking. I don't agree with you, Axford. The men who are sending them, or leaving them, as in Lubeck's case, have a strong reason for what they're doing. Uh, by the way, Reed, I brought one of them black feathers. I went back and got one and was on Linhart's desk after what you told me. <coughs> Here it is. Sarge has the other one. Well, let's see it. Hmm. Not small enough to fit into an envelope. Uh, the cops tested it at one they have, thinking they might get a print, uh, but no go. Killers are too clever to leave a fingerprint. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you can keep that as a souvenir, Reed. Sarge don't even know I got it. I'm going over to headquarters and see if they found out anything more. Whoever killed Lubeck must have known that he phoned you, Axford, and killed him to prevent the meeting. Yeah, sure was fast work. I'll get in touch with you later, Reed. All right, Axford. Let me know what the police are doing on it. I sure will, Reed. So long. Goodbye. Well, Casey, I got that scoop I went after, only it wasn't just what I went after. Oh, I admit you're good, Axford, even if there is a little luck mixed in with it. Luck, is it? Casey... I'll have you know that it's by hard work oh, that I, I got what... Oh, I almost forgot. Here's a letter for you. Ah, letter for me, eh? Hmm. Somebody raving about me feature story in yesterday's Sentinel, no doubt. Oh, hurry up, Axford. I want to see what's in it. Hey, suffering snakes. Look. Now they sent me a little black feather. Oh! <laughs> We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. The grocers and butchers of Michigan are now lined up in an all-out campaign to do their share in seeing that the price line on commodities they sell is held. Today, as you shop in your stores, you see the OPA ceilings prominently displayed. Big red, white, and blue posters call attention to those ceiling prices. You're going to see signs which say, This store is pledged to keep prices down. We post them, you check them. The storekeepers are busy and overworked these days and need your help to prevent little mistakes. You can help in this big grocer-consumer anti-inflation campaign simply by checking and not paying one penny more than the established ceiling prices. And now, back to the Green Hornet.
When Axford opened the letter which Miss Case gave to him in her office, he found it contained a small black feather, the same type of feather which had already been the symbol of death in two cases. Axford stared unbelieving for a moment at the feather in his hand, then rushed for the door. Axford, wait, where are you going? Something's nice, Casey. Don't you know somebody's planning to murder me? I'd go to cop's headquarters right away. That's where I'd better tell Mr. Reed. Mr. Reed. What's the matter, Miss Case? Axford just received a black feather in the mail. He rushed on out saying he was going to police headquarters. Axford received a black feather, you say? Yes, sir. I wanted him to tell you, but I'm he I'm going wouldn't... to try to catch him. They may get to him before he reaches police headquarters. Meantime, Axford opened the door of the Sentinel building and crossed the walk to the curb to call a taxi cab. We've got to hurry. Yeah. Nobody got me at cops' headquarters. Taxi! Taxi! Oh, oh that's luck. Cab emptying waiting near the corner. He sees me, too. Yeah. Quick! Take me to cops' headquarters. Oh, get him! Oh. Hey, now, me good man. I don't know who Shut you up. are. I spotted you when you went to Lubeck's. I knew you rode cabs, see? This is our own private cab. Look here now. Black feather or not, you can't shove Michael Axford around like... This gun in your ribs says I can, big boy. I might add that death always goes hand in hand with a black feather. Get moving, Gus. Hurry. Wait! Axford! Taxi! Taxi! Was he in that cab, Mr. Reed? Yes. And I'm sure he was forced into it, Miss Case. There is another cab in sight. You mean that... Axford's already in the hands of the killer who sent those black feathers. We'd better notify the police at once. After notifying the police, Britt Reed waited impatiently for news. During the afternoon, he phoned Sergeant Burke at headquarters. All right, Sergeant. I'll appreciate it. Goodbye. No news? Nothing. I'm going downstairs and give an item to Gunnigan. You can reach me in the city room if a call comes in. All right, Mr. Reed. I I hope they haven't haven't done away with Axford. Oh, darn it, I, I'm terribly worried about the big lug. Axford's smarter than we give him credit for. He'll probably find some way to string them along for a while. Let's hope he can hold them off until the police get to them. Later, Axford, tied to a chair in a basement hideout, listened attentively as the two men seated nearby talked. You decided about that reporter, Malheim? Oh, be impatient, Carl. Remember, I'm the leader of the group here. As for the reporter, he'll be taken care of soon. Why do we wait? We haven't found out yet if he got information from Lubeck and passed it on to someone else. I want to be sure, also, as long as we keep him alive. The Sentinel will be careful what they print, if he did talk. The Daily Sentinel will print what they get no matter what. You can bet on that. Now quiet, you. When do you want me to go to see Klein? Well, he gets home around 8 o'clock. <laughs> Be sure to take a black feather to put in his hand, Carl. Plan another murder, huh? Yeah, of course. And the next one-way plan will be yours, my friend. Ah, here's Gus with the latest sentinel. Yeah, and it's sure got some news in it, too. That's what we aim to put out. Plenty of news. Shut up or we'll gag you, fatty. If I wasn't tied up, you wouldn't call me fatty, that you wouldn't. <laughs> Let him talk. He's amusing. Give me the paper. Look there, Mulheim. Additional reward offered for Green Hornet. It is believed that the Hornet is behind the... The Black Feather Murders. Therefore, the Daily Sentinel is adding $10,000 to the standing reward of $25,000 for his capture. 
This makes a total of $35,000 reward for the Green Hornet. What's that got to do with us? Reed must be going naughty. Stay quiet, will you? I didn't say it had anything to do with us. Now, wait a minute, Gus. They think the Hornet's behind the feather murders. And here's our chance to give them proof that he is. And throw them entirely off the trail, Carl. How? You go to Klein's place at 8. Take a black feather, but disguise yourself as the Green Hornet. Shoot Klein in such a way that he won't die. He'll be a witness that the Hornet's the one they want. Say, that's a fine idea. <laughs> if the real Hornet gets after you, you'll be sorry. What do you know about it? Now, keep quiet. Carl might slip up on that job, Malheim. He likes to kill him outright. But someday, you fool, that's just what I'll do to you. You're always butting in. Yeah, you and who else? I'll stop it, you two. I'll make your plans. Gus, you shut up. I'm going out for a while. I don't have to stay and take threats from him. Guy's getting out of hand. <laughs> Maybe he'll get the black feather one of these days. Who knows? A short time later, Britt Reed was talking to Cato, his Filipino valet, on the private line. Cato, I want you to bring the black beauty to our usual downtown meeting place. Yes, sir. What do you expect to happen when they see paper, Mr. Britt? I'm counting on two things. They'll jump at the chance to throw the blame on the Hornet. And that 35000 might tempt one of the gang. I'm sure they'll work fast. So get down here as soon as you can. I'll meet you when I hear anything. I come soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. A short time later, the phone rang on the city editor's desk. Daily Sentinel. City editor speaking. What's that? Sure, it means just what it says, Mr. Y. You what? Now, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You say you know where the Hornet will be at 8 o'clock? Hold on. Who are you? Gus. Gus who? All right, all right. Now, what's this? Are you sure? What's that address again? 22 4th Street, huh? Yes, you'll get it all right if you gave us the straight dope. Okay. Okay, goodbye. Holy smoke, got to tell the chief. Yes, Gunnigan? Chief, call just came in about the Hornet. He'll be at 22 4th Street about 8 o'clock tonight for sure. On the level? It's on the level, all right. I'll get in touch with the police. Be sure to be ready for an extra edition, Gunnigan. Right, Chief. What a headline that'll be. This is close enough, Cato. We can watch from here without being seen. It's almost 8 now, Mr. Britt. I know. I hope he shows up. Well, car turn corner now. Yes. He's stopped in front of that small apartment house. That's number 22. Come on. Someone getting out now. Must hurry. Keep to the shadows. We'll wait here. He almost here. Hold it, you. This gun might go off. What? I've got a gun in your back. Walk straight ahead to my car. I... Hey, you're the Green Hornet. Glad you admit it. Some people might think you were with that mask on. Take his gun. I get it. Walk. Now, wait. I, I can explain everything. You can explain while we drive. Hurry. Your car. They're going to make me get in. But you can't make me talk. You'll talk. We're ready to go.
Maybe we can come to terms. Terms? What do you want? Look, suppose I told you you'd been double-crossed and sent here as a trap. I wouldn't believe you, Hornet. And maybe you won't believe I was hired to get rid of you. But I knew you'd be here disguised as me, so I'd be sure to get the right man. Why, I was even given this, which would be put in your hand. Black feather. Now I see it. Well, I wanted to get rid of me and hired you to do it after he planned to send me here. Smart thinking, bud. So that's it. I'll get even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why did you change your mind? Why did you... Listen. Even... Your boss didn't want to tell me of his hideout for fear I'd give him away. Take me there. I'll tell him I finished the job. And after I collect, we'll work together and shake him down for plenty. I always heard you were smart. Then you'll do it? <laughs> Why not? You can walk in and you'll think it's me. I'll give you my key and I'll wait outside in the car. First he'll be surprised I came back. Then when he finds out it's you, he'll think I'm done for. Someone's sure going to be surprised tonight. Hey, Mulheim. Carl ought to be back soon, oughtn't he? Don't worry about Carl. He'll do his job well, as usual. I hope the dirty killer gets picked up by the cops, that's why. Uh, shut up. No. Hey, no. You wouldn't do that to me if I wasn't tied up. I'd trim that homely mug of yours down to nothing at all. That I would. Anyhow, I know enough this about you. stop you. No. Ah, you've knocked him out cold, Gus. Control that temper of yours for once. Uh, uh, here comes Carl now. But, but he can't be. He, I mean... What do you mean it can't be? It is Carl. What have you been up to, Gus? Well, nothing, nothing. Only I can a... answer that. He's been up to plenty, and so have you, Mulheim. That isn't Carl. It's the Green Hornet. Right, Covers. Help me, Mulheim! Shut up! I'll oh. get you, Hornet. Not a fight, Hornet. <laughs> Try my gun. Uh, gas! Oh, I can't... Oh. That takes care of them. Now to get Cato. Drag in that other one. I'll put in a call to the police. They'll find Axford and this gang of cutthroats. Hurry! Later that night at police headquarters. Sergeant Burke, I can't tell you how relieved I was to get your call. <laughs> I guess I broke the speed law getting down here. Well, we'll overlook that, seeing as how we found Axford, along with a lot of underground Nazi agents. Underground Nazi agents? Right, Reed. They gave out them little black feathers to those they considered traitors to the Nazi gang. Lubeck, the guy they killed who phoned me, he learned about them over in Germany. And when he read about them black feathers in the story I wrote... I get put... it, Axford. He was going to tell you and probably the FBI as well. But he didn't get a chance. Yeah, Reed. How come you thought the harnet was in on it, too? He was, you nitwit. Didn't we find a guy wearing a harnet mask? Didn't he say the harnet double-crossed him? You owe thanks to the harnet. Well, he did help me overcome the gang. Axford, the... you were tied hand and foot. Ah, Sarge, do you have to let Reed know everything? The harnet wouldn't care if I took a little credit. I'm sure he wouldn't, Axford. Just so long as he got away.
The war is not over for wounded men in military hospitals. Your Red Cross will be at his side during his fight back to health, but the Red Cross needs many paid staff workers for this vital job. Qualified social workers and recreational workers may serve in U.S. military hospitals. Also needed are staff aides who must have at least two years college training and work experience in related fields. Persons 23 to 50 still are needed for overseas assignments. Most of these positions will continue for years. Applicants should contact their local Red Cross chapters for further information. Be sure and hear the Green Hornet next week at the same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bill Morgan speaking. This is the Michigan Radio Network.